Greetings, humans. Welcome to the Tanzania AI Lab podcast, episode two. My name is Isa, and I'm one of your hosts for today. Our boy Chris is talking to his mother now, and we all know when mother calls, you better pick up. So let me go ahead and start us off for today, and he'll jump right in when he can. P.S. Let me know what you think of my robotic voice attempt. On today's episode, we talk to Dora and Yesaya, who are part of the team behind an AI-powered solution to sexual and reproductive health called eShangazi. Welcome, Yesaya and Dora. So tell us, what's AI for you? Thank you very much. AI for me is more like the ability of a machine to mimic human behavior, something like being able to more like impersonate a human being, like speech recognition, like uh, planning or forecasting, something like that. So the ability of a machine to be able to mimic or more like become a human in time. Interesting, interesting. And how about you, Yesai? What is um, AI for you? Dora has covered a lot of things, but really when I try to explain it in a simple way, I can't. But <laughs> definitely it's like uh, giving a lot of information Uh, to a machine and the machine can help you to try to understand or getting the meaning from those data. So it's like uh, simulating human intelligence to a machine. So I think that's all I can describe it. It's very simple, but a lot of uh, opinion or a lot of activities are going on behind the scenes. And the most key issue here is data. So if you have a lot of data, then you give it to a machine and the machine will uh, give you the, like Dora said, like prediction or classification of those data. So that's AI. That's a, that's a very in-depth view, you know? So tell us, how are you guys as in, in Shangazi? how are you guys imply, applying um, AI? Like what is Ishangazi and why Ishangazi? Okay, I'll begin with what is Ishangazi. Uh, the, the journey began back in August 2017 uh, when UNFPA Tanzanian office held a challenge where they called upon Tanzanian youth to be able to solve different problems uh, for themselves using technology in order to reach more youth uh, in a solution that more youth would be able to understand. We applied for the challenge. It was uh, mentored and trained at uh, Sahara Ventures. And we decided our project, or rather I'd say startup, would be called Ishangaz because the challenge was about educating youth on the effects of teenage pregnancies. And we thought what better way to reach these youth rather than uh, using technology, which is the thing that they spend most of their time on, like smartphones and PCs and everything. So that's how we came about with E Shangazi, where E stands for electronic and Shangazi stands for aunt. That's from uh, your dad's sister or younger sister. So that's what E Shangazi is. Why E Shangazi? Because uh, back in the days, I would say as traditions were fading away before that time, back back in, the, in, in our mother's uh, youth and childhood, they used to confide in their aunties in issues that were very sensitive and private, like maybe menstruation or getting married and stuff like that. They would confide in their aunties and then the aunties would go and talk to the parents now. So we thought, why not create an aunt that these youth of today who love technology 
can uh, rely on. So that's how, uh, why we thought Ishangaz would be like a great persona for this uh, project of ours. So that's, wow. that's why Ishangaz came about. Yeah. That's, that is so, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. It was a teamwork of a minimum of four people to a maximum of six people from our tech-based company, Index Labs Tanzania Company Limited. So Chris has been taking over a lot of this, so I'm going to slide in right now. And in two sentences, what is it that Ishangazi does at the moment? Oh, two sentences. That's quite few, but I'm going to try and, and keep it in two. First, Ishangazi at the moment is educating youth on the effects of teenage pregnancies and in general, sexual reproductive health. And then second, I would say it's actually trying to convince these youth to go and visit health centers where they can get more help that is preventive and curative. So the big two things that Ishangaz is doing is telling these youth, if you have this and this and this problem, that is educating them about SRH. SRH is sexual reproductive health. So if you have this and this and this problem about SRH, here's the center you can actually go and get more information or a cure or a prevention. Where does the AI come in now? Yeah, the AI part for Ishangazi came uh, the way uh, Ishangazi is communicating with the users. So we have trained uh, the conversation that experts use to communicate with uh, youth that are visiting the centers uh, that are offering these sexual and productive health uh, education. So we sit down with them and we collect data from the books. Then we use those data uh, to train the Ishangas so that whenever I used, uh, visited uh, Ishangazi via Facebook Messenger, and we simulating the conversation that they had with the uh, experts in the service delivery points, uh, the way that they can communicate via uh, Ishangazi via Facebook Messenger. So you like people can say hi, then machine can understand, okay, if someone is greeting me, then I can find the, the corresponding answer. Then uh, when users are saying, maybe I need to know more about like uh, family planning, then the machine, based on the information that we trained, can find the exact pattern and understand what does user wants and give the feedback based on the question that they pose in a more like uh, natural way, so to speak. Ishangazi is currently a sexual and reproductive health assistance chatbot a swahili chatbot it's very important you say swahili a swahili chatbot which will lead us into another discussion in the next episodes about how these guys got it to understand swahili but we'll save that for episode three have you found any bias in your system yeah <clears throat> first uh, you should know that we are facing a number of issues and um, one of the major issues that Ishangazi has a specific area of understanding that we have identified at least uh, four areas of focus that Ishangazi can help. So sometimes people, they may come with questions outside the scope or outside of these focused areas. And of course, the machine can biasly uh, give some option based on what we have. But we have set some rules that whenever users ask questions outside the focus areas, 
then we give it, uh, we call it uh, a, a fallback intent that, okay, I know you're asking about this, but I'm only aware about so-and-so, so something like that. So we are trying to minimize those issues uh, in the training to make sure that uh, we are able to also uh, respond correctly and appropriately to our users. All right, thus far, I, I, I see that you guys have like a huge roadmap. Could you tell us what you, got, you guys have accomplished in these two years? Yeah, it's, it's going to be three years in August. Yeah, so I would say, um, to begin with, I would say the number of youth that we've reached in regard to educating them on teenage pregnancies, because as of uh, 2018, like that was the year after we launched Ishangazi, as of 2018 in August, we had reached more than 140,000 youth, that is uh, countrywide, and educated them about sexual reproductive health. And we got these statistics from uh, Facebook, because in the beginning, the chatbot was only working on Facebook Messenger, as we all know. But then later on, more platforms came about. So I would say that was an accomplishment because our main goal was to reach at least a few teenagers and educate them about the effects of teenage pregnancies. And then I would say another accomplishment would be having a global, sorry, a global recognition and exposure because Ishangaz has been invited to lots and lots of different events globally and locally and we've been able to take the flag to the next level from here to the rest of the countries and uh, tell them what we are about, uh, what we are doing for the youth of Tanzania and why we are doing it. So I would say that would be an accomplishment as well because that created a network that created another network of a lot, a lot of uh, uh, global exposure and opportunities. And apart from that as well, we had a chance of getting uh, uh, opportunity to access mentorship and training from Facebook themselves. We got uh, ads uh, worth of 1,000 USD where we were able to actually uh, promote our different posts and videos and stuff about Ishangazi to different viewers so that we would reach more people and, have a, and grow our user base. And that was quite good. And the mentorship that we got was from the chatbot team itself from uh, Facebook as well. This was back in 2017 at the very end of the year. And apart from that, we also managed to secure uh, funds, I would say grants uh, from different donors and uh, funders. Like we had a contract with this other company called Code for Africa. It has a branch here in Tanzania called uh, Code for Tanzania. We secured a, a 15,000 USD worth of a contract for six months where we were able to create um, three more chatbots for them. And that was an accomplishment for us because they got the idea from Ishangazi. They liked what we did. And they also wanted uh, chatbots for their company as well. These chatbots were particularly different. One was for uh, about law and legal. The other one is about water and sanitation. And the other one is about gender-based violence as well. So in a nutshell, I would say those are the things we've accomplished. And the things that we could say Ishangazi has made uh, Index Lab uh, proud about that's amazing to hear don't even put your don't be humble you you've made our country very proud honestly we tried we're still trying and on the note of making it proud what would you like to do now where do you see ishangazi going within the next five years 
First is have uh, a different version or more like a, uh, another version of Ishangazi in a different language because Ishangazi only speaks Swahili for now because as we began, our target youth were the Tanzanian locals. And so we complied with the ICT national policy of 2016 where we created our system, the chatbot in Swahili. But then we've been getting a lot of feedback and questions and queries from other users from different countries as well. Because funny thing is there's a time where half of the Ishangazi users were from Kenya and most Kenyans don't speak proper Swahili. So this was like an alert to us, like we should create a chatbot that would speak maybe English to get uh, uh, more user base or to educate more people. So we are thinking this should also be uh, one of the things we're envisioning in, in the next uh, three to five years. And apart from that, uh, personally, this is the thing I always tell my team that we need to go out there and about. Like Ishangazi, first when we began, we were only focusing on urban and semi-urban area youth because we believe those are the ones with internet and smartphones. But then there are those with internet and smartphones in the villages. But there are also people in town without smartphones and internet as well. So you have to expand our user base and reach more people. After all, the most vulnerable girls or youth are in the villages and not in town. That's where most of the education is needed. I'm envisioning Ishangazi that has reached more and more youth, has penetrated the villages, and has left no one behind, like trying to reach every youth and educate them about sexual and productive health, particularly the effects of teenage pregnancies. And do you plan to like increase the scope of, of the chatbot's capability? So like other than talking about SRS, do you want to talk about other issues that um, a teenage girl or another teenage boy would face? Okay, we haven't really thought about that because the main challenge of the theme that uh, lied behind uh, the challenge was about sexual reproductive health. That's SRH. And we only focused on the uh, teenage pregnancies and uh, family planning. But then we also had another new feature that we only uh, upgraded last year when we clocked two years about menstrual hygiene management, or in short, it's called MHM. It's part of SRH as well, but it's a different section because SRH is so huge. There's a lot of things in it like HIV and AIDS and stuff like that. So we had to incorporate MHM, that is menstrual hygiene management, because a lot of our users were asking about that, things about menstruation, how to keep yourself clean, like knowing and understanding your days and the calendar and stuff like that. So we came up with that. But uh, thinking about an extra or different content, I would say personally, maybe we would have to, uh, to create another chatbot because Ishangaz is basically about SRH. Now, we, we here at this wonderful podcast have started a new ritual, the wildcard minute. When, when you tell us about the most controversial thing about AI, you know, this is completely subjective. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, it is subjective somehow, but there are two issues that maybe I'm hearing a lot, and maybe I can help maybe to try to clarify some of the issues. I hear some of the many people are talking about that AI will take their jobs, things like that. I hear other people are telling that, okay, maybe the machine will take over the world. <laughs> You know, these, I think these are opinions which we can't, we can't really ignore them. But from my perspective, I think, or my opinion is, 
AI is being built by us humans. So how can they take uh, over the world? Because if you want to take over, means you are just created by me, so I'll shut you down, <laughs> things like that. Oh, another people have different opinion that even we had some difficulties uh, in the early stages of Ishangas that many people believe that AI is a robot. These are different opinion, but AI is an umbrella. And within AI, there are a lot of like sub <clears throat> sub specific areas uh, that came with uh, artificial intelligence, like robotics, true, but like natural language processing, but again, machine learning and many others like image recognition, image recognition and more. So when we talk about AI, we don't mean only robotics. It really means that uh, a whole umbrella of uh, sub-scientific uh, areas that need to be taken into account. I think maybe we, what, what, we, what we are doing is AI comes as a tool that is here to help humans. So instead of taking our job, I think maybe we could improve efficiency instead of saying that AI will take over the jobs. So these people can be distributed to other areas where we can perform well. And most of the issues that AI come to address is those uh, repetitive works that uh, machine can, uh, machine let's say they are good at instead of humans, but not, uh, it's not true that it will come here to take the job or take over the world. We will shut it down because we build it. Yeah, exactly. That's very, that's very controversial. Didn't you watch Avengers Age of Ultron? Okay, that's the topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. I would really love to commend you guys for the things that you're doing in Tanzania. And I hope it spreads the world. Uh, thank you for joining us. And I'm looking forward uh, to our next episode with Yesaya, where we will dive deeper into the technology behind Ishangazi and natural language processing. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. I had a great time. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, leave any comments. And if you have any questions, use the form in the description below or shoot us a message on our social media. You can find us at Ishangazi and at AI Lab TZ. If you would like to hear us dive deeper into the controversial topic that was brought up, please keep on listening. Thank you for joining us and have a great day. I mean, this is a blooper. You know, guys, you know, let's, let's just be honest. AI, it's a, it's a very dangerous tool, though. <laughs> it's a very dangerous tool. It can't. Says who? Says who? Elon Musk. Says Elon Musk. It's inevitable. We can't avoid it. Exactly, which is... Mm-hmm. I would argue with Yesaya about the not being able to take over the world. I'm sorry, Yesaya. I may not be a practitioner, but it is going to happen. It won't. We'll just shut it down. Yeah, because we know where the saver is, so we can burn it down. What if it acts as a distributed peer-to-peer system? Then you're going to shut down all the computers on Earth. Uh, if coronavirus is able to like uh, lock down the entire world, so we can say from now on, we're not using the phones. We're not using the computers. So That is impossible. We are too dependent on technology to be able to do that because Corona is down the world. <laughs>
it's possible. We are too dependent on technology because at the end of the day, as much as people may disagree, we are cyborgs because of the extent to which we are dependent on technology. We cannot live without it. Like your phone, your computer, your the radio, it's just an extension of yourself at this point. Our entire <laughs> medical system would fall apart without the use of the technology we have right now. We would be pushed back to the 1900s medical yeah. systems, which we know how well that went. <laughs> yeah, if it's the threat, if it's the threat, we can take any means necessary to avoid that. But if it's not catastrophic, we can continue using it. <laughs> well, that's why it depends what we mean by take over the world. Do we mean it by as in it's controlling everything or it's being harmful towards a Skynet style? Taking over means controlling the world. You know, the beautiful thing about AI that people really misjudge is that, you know, AI, it's, it's in blocks. You know, there's a specific AI that can talk to people. There's a specific AI that can like do human uh, what, uh, imaging processing, right? There are different blocks yeah. now. The thing that uh, TV and sci-fi shows have been popularizing is that huge yeah. AI that can that has all these blocks and is and and it wants to just incinerate people. You know, that's the problem. But now the thing is that that is the true AI in the terms of it being combined, it being able to do all those multiple things is what would make it a true artificial intelligence because as we understand we have the different uh the three categories of the ai where we have the weak ai we have the strong ai and then we have the what we basically call the super intelligent ai which is past the point of uh, of human intelligence and most of our ai applications right now would fall under weak ai which is where it's very specifically good at a very specific task if we manage to get a stronger AI, which would be a more generalized AI system, then that would be at the human level where it could be able to combine those multiple aspects and be able to do that, those things together, becoming a true artificial intelligence. And then we'd have the super intelligence later. But I, I, I just want to disagree on one point that AI cannot uh, cannot be intelligent than human. Everything that AI can do, human does, but the magnitude or the amount of data that machine can process, uh, it's quite uh, powerful compared to what human can do. So that's a challenge, but everything we can do it, but based on the amount of data generated over these years, because of using of these uh, gadgets and computers, we can't uh, calculate that and give uh, the results in such a minimal time. That's why we delegate that task to be done by machine. But it's not like we can't make a decision on those data. Does that make sense? Because I'm, I'm trying to say that we know that, but it's like someone who has a um, handhold to cultivate the farm. I can cultivate for one acre, but when I use a tractor, means I can perform better in time. But that's not, that does not bring the fact that I cannot cultivate a farm. And uh, one person cannot cultivate like 10 hectares. 
because it's huge and it will take like forever for someone to calculate the entire farm. But when we're using a machine like tractor, then we can use that to calculate, to cultivate that farm within a short minimum time. So same applied to AI means previously we had such uh, a small amount of data that we are dealing with. For a company, let's say for one month or two months, then our team from accountant can be able to make some mathematics based on those data and help the management to make decision. But now we store those data like 10 years in our savers, then our accountant cannot be able to make um, calculation on those data because it surpasses the ability of human to make sense of it. That's why we use machine like uh, machine learning to find the pattern on those data, then we can make decision on those data. So that's the picture. So they are not intelligence, but we give them ability to perform what we know in a fast, efficient, and time manner. I can agree with you, with, with you. I feel the the road we are striving towards is what we call augmented intelligence, which is yeah. like you've said, where we take in the human intelligence and we see how can we complement it with different technology, which is where yeah. this a faster processing system comes in. But at the same time, the it it becomes trickier from my reading because when we have a technology, a hoe or a tractor that can get better each time it's used, that makes it tricky because if we have a hoe that can one day become a tractor, well, who what's stopping it from becoming anything better than that? But we'll have to see. I'm going to say, you know, Isaiah is very right. Everything that he said was right. AI is a tool, right? Now, the, let me tell you the difference between a hoe, a tractor, and an artificial intelligent bot. A hoe and tractor will never reach the level of consciousness that, you know, like an AI bot will reach in, in, the, in the next upcoming future. What if it becomes sentient, you know? That's, the, that's our main fear. It's like, if these machines become sentient, it's gonna be a whole different game. Your tractor will never become something. You know, we can continue an actual debate when we have this in the A lab, AI lab, you know, but food for thought.